This is William Tidcup, and we are recruiting daily, and we are recording our podcast live at Transform in Vegas at the uh, Greenhouse booth, and I've got Mark with me today, and we're going to be talking about DEI. Mark, would you do us a favor and introduce yourself? Yeah, sure, William. Thanks so much for having me on. Sure. Uh, my name is Mark Simpson. Uh, I am the founder and CEO of Pillar. Uh, we are an interview intelligence platform, um, helping companies with DEI and other efforts through their re- recruiting. So we've talked about, so I feel like I, I feel like I know why you started the company, but I want to go back to that. Like, you could have started anything. In fact, you've exited businesses and been very successful. So why did you, out of all the things, why did you focus on this? Um, I mean, through all the businesses that I have started and teams that, that, uh, that I've hired, um, I've always felt that um, there have been challenges in really sort of predictively and programmatically um, recruiting great teams. And I'm a big believer that great teams build great companies. Um, so I see it across um, corporate America, globally really, is one of the biggest opportunities for companies is just be able to get more insights, more predictability, more fairness, and more equity um, through their recruiting uh, practices. Um, and through COVID, we got the fortunate opportunity through COVID, the silver lining of being able to finally see into every single interview, right? which has always been a black box. Right. No one has ever known what's gone on in an interview. Two people have had a conversation and someone comes out with some scribbled notes and, uh, and right. that's what it is. And there's all kinds of biases and things that are floating around there. Yeah, we just didn't know. We right. didn't know, but, but sure enough, there have been. And just now we record every interview. We see all the transparency through, through his interviews and we can use that data to help people uh, recruit in a fairer, more equitable and more predictable way. Love it. So we're going to do a little stuff a little bit biopically with you because of where you sit in the landscape. So we'll talk a little bit more about DEI from your perspective in the sense of like what you see day to day because you're sitting on so much great data, interview data in particular. So let's talk about the last couple of years. Where do you think we've made advancements in DEI? Yeah, I mean, significant advancements in the last couple of years specifically, um, just in just in terms of recognition, uh, I'm starting to put programs into place and starting to put budgets towards DEI, which, um, you know, if you go back before COVID was was never even recognized and, and the budgets were, were just not there to do it or certainly not at, at any kind of scale. Um, so just the scale of recognition that there are issues um, in uh, recruiting from my, my point of view, but also, you know, uh, just human capital management and, employee, and the employee's point of view as well. Um, is the biggest advancement than, than the thing you can you can see um, outwardly in, in the market right now. Yeah. So let's do the flip side. Where in the five or six years, where haven't we made progress? Where like where are we? Either stuff you'd like to see more of, you know, especially from an interviewing perspective. Where have we? Where would you change? I used to do this bit where if I gave you a magic wand, you know, what would you change? Because, but that's kind of what I'm looking for is over this last couple of years. What would you change? Yeah, look, for, for me, we're, we're on a bit of a path. The first stage of that path was just recognition of the problem. And I think, we, right. as I just said, we have recognized the problem. The thing we haven't really done well enough yet is fixed that problem. Right. Um, and actually getting into the details of where the problem areas are and, and how to fix them and how to go about that. And, um, you know, it's, it's part of what, what we get involved in at, at Pillar. So from a, you know, I can see, let me give you an example. I can see from our platform that... For example, in interviews themselves across all of our customers, we see on average that women get asked uh, 20% more questions than men in interviews. 
but get given 25% less time to answer them. Oh, that's insane. Say that again. Yeah, so women get uh, given uh, get asked 20% more questions in interviews uh, and get given 25% less time to actually answer them. That's a fifth and a fourth for those non, non-math majors at home. That's right. That's wow. right. Yeah. That's, that's insane. Um, and there's lots of other kind of metrics and details and what have you uh, around this. And But I think, again, it's just we haven't made progress to fixing it. But we've recognized where right. the problems are now, right. and now right. we can start making that that, that progress. I hope. Especially with data. Exactly right. Right. Exactly right. Like we actually have the data to back back up what everyone knows is, is, is probably going on. Right. It's not a black box anymore, nor should it be, and you should know these things. And again, if you're if you're asking someone twenty percent more questions, you're not doing a standard interview. Just like, like that can't be a standard interview, right? Which is yeah. already a problem. That's right. That's right. You're not running standardized interviews. That's crazy. Oh yeah. my god. That's blowing me away. So what should we measure from a DI perspective? And again, it's, there's no perfect answer to this, but like, what would you like to see more of in terms of either metrics or measurements? Yeah, I mean, again, you know, I, I come at, may be a little bit myopically from the interview side sure. of things. That's the world that I'm involved in um, at, at the moment. And um, I think it, it is more evenness and more equity right. um, around kind of some of the basic metrics. Right. You know, the, the talk time, the way interviews are structured, you know, the, you know, talking about sports teams or not, to, right. you know, all, all these things that go on that, that bias an interview, um, we can actually start, we can actually see those and we can start removing them. So, Let alone kind of the number of questions asked and how much time you're given to answer and, and, and that, that, that side as well. So how do we do standard, but yet either highly personalized, maybe that, maybe not thinking of it that way, but like, you know, creating safe space for people to like be their best interview, et cetera. Like, how do we do that, but then standardize it as well? Yeah, look, I, I think that that is, that is the skill that we're, we're trying to train into people and we're, right. we're trying to move towards is, it's standardizing the interview but not making it robotic because you still want to have a relationship with the person we're interviewing. Right. You still want to bring out their best selves in them in the interview. Um, and you actually want to understand their, their background and their history and their skills that they have. Um, and uh, and there, there's the balance, but you can't do that in biased ways now. You need to be a little right. bit more aware and conscious as to where bias is creeping into many, many interviews. Yeah, and the more we learn about bias, the more we learn that we don't know all the biases, right? That's right. That's I, used right. To, I used to write uh, for Fistful of Talent, and I'd, a couple of things that I'd, I'd unpack is like tattoo bias and music bias and... People would always laugh about it. I'm like, listen, there's bias everywhere. You just got to be in touch with the bias that you have. Exactly. Biases, plural. And uh, and it was I did it as a kind of a funny bit, but it's there's nothing funny about it. It's just people have to be, I think, like if you ever hear run into somebody and like, oh, I don't have any biases. Well, like they, they, they're, they're lying. They're, they're lying. Yeah, they're, now I, I did get a Or they run away. I, I, yeah, oh, both. Yeah. Um, I did get a good response to something. I said, what's the difference between preferences and bias? And uh, one of my podcast guests uh, said to me, they said, preferences are the way you justify bias. Oh, I love that answer. <laughs> I love that answer. <laughs> oh, that blew me away. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I want to need a moment. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I've always struggled with that. It's like, okay, I prefer people that like this, but is that a, that's a bias. It is. It is. I mean, you're naturally built up from, from many, many biases. The, right. The important thing is that you don't bring those biases to work. That's right, uh, and you and you are fair and equitable in, in the work you're doing because companies need that. They need 100%. diversity. They need you know they need the diverse thinking and diverse backgrounds that people bring to building great companies. 
Brother, thank you so much for coming by. This has been awesome. Always a pleasure, William. Always a pleasure. Good to see you. All right, my friend. 